Too many leaders lead for validation, not impact, for what they can get out of it more than what they can give to it. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm obsessed with how leaders grow and develop, and I too have insecure moments. We all do. Glad you're here with me now on the Sight Shift Podcast so you can learn how to lead for impact, not validation. Welcome to session eight, lead for impact. Too many leaders are leading for validation, not impact. And it's not just the people we think about, it's me and you. To get out in front of what I think is a feeling a lot of people are gonna have years from now, I want you to imagine work life 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, looking back, how fulfilling is it going to be that you answered all your emails, that you kept your inbox clean, that you said yes to all the meeting invites? And, and what's happening now, because there's so much like corporate drudgery, people are thinking, I'm going to carve a better meaningful existence for myself outside of this work environment, this corporate work environment. But yet what happens, <laughs> I'm going to run from this problem only to find the problem is still there when I'm working for myself also because I am part of the problem. And, and wherever your path leads you, whether it's with a team in a company or on your own, I want you to willingly, knowingly choose that path from a secure identity, right action plus right motive to have the impact you can have, not from an overreactivity because the point isn't the email or the meetings. The point is just this. It's who we're becoming. This is why you see so many arguments about like, we should work from home or we shouldn't work from home. Some people want to work from home because they're going to get more done and they want to go in the office occasionally. Some get more meaning out of being at the office. If we don't know what we value and thus what we over or undervalue, our impact is always going to be blocked up. So here's the way I want you to think about it. Work is one of the greatest contexts for self-knowledge and transformation. It's so powerful. Now, I think family life can be one of the greatest ways you can see the depths of your insecurity. Rumi has a saying, you know, everyone's enlightened until they go spend a week with their family. They're going to bring up all of that stuff. But work gives you the context to really shift a lot of it, to really master, to really grow, to really develop. It's a context for self-knowledge and transformation. Now, to really explore this context, I want to walk you through the impact leaders struggle. And if you've got the workbook or the book, you'll see this there in this section. The impact leader struggle is just this. Hopefully by now, at some point, something I've said has stirred up some ambition or vision for you. That there's something for you that you're looking at that you're like, I want that. That's a good thing. We need want. Want is connected to dopamine, connected to motivation. Without want, instead we're going to have... <laughs> this great discouraging experience so many have, a loss, an emptiness. So want is a good thing. The impact leader struggle just helps you understand this. An ambition, a want, leads to a pressure. The very fact that you want something means you have a vision that's bigger than the energy, the resources, or the time that you have. Your vision, your ambition is outpacing your resources. It could be something personally for you. Hey, when I get into conversations and I do this, I want to stop doing that and start doing this. This irritation I have right now with a family member, a loved one, this person at work that I just can't stand, this big goal that we're trying to hit. I want us to double revenue in the next two years. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you want brings an external pressure because you're not there, which brings an internal pressure. Now that internal pressure is what we've been cluing in on because that is going to manifest as a doubt. 
You're going to feel a doubt in your mindset. You're going to feel a doubt in the doing, your competency, and you're going to feel a doubt in relationships. And this doubt is a direction moment for you. You're going to go one or two places with it. You're either going to try to get that insecurity comforted through what you do next, right? Which is going to be the wrong action. And if you try to get that insecurity comforted through the wrong action, it's going to create what you over or undervalue. So you're not going to have impact. And this creates the culture around you. Culture just is. Culture of your family, your team, your organization, it just is. And you don't get a healthy culture just by saying, we're going to have a healthy culture and we're going to go do these trust falls and the gimmicky seminars. We're going to force it from the outside in. No, it's because you get to the doubts. The doubts are the awareness about motive. And when you get doubt awareness about motive, it can translate to impact. How? Because you get the right action and you get that culture that you want. So you can look at the impact leader struggle. This impact leader struggle is defined by one thing, awareness. The awareness that you bring to what you're doing. What do I value? What's the action I need to take? And what's the motive? We're just kind of flipping that over. My motive, why I want it, shapes the action I take, which shapes the impact I have. It shapes the culture. So you are, you are developing yourself in a good or bad way. Work is helping you become a worse version of who you are or a better version of who you are. And then through your leadership, you're helping others become a worse version of who they are or a better version of who they are. There's no middle ground here. It's happening. They're becoming more secure as who they are as leaders or more insecure. And this is why so many people have to flee environments to try to stay healthy, to try to recover a sense of who they are. What if you could transform the environment? What if you could be the kind of person that people would look back on and say, man, I loved working for them and with them. Why? Because they helped me make meaning. They helped me not depend on the company for meaning, but make meaning for myself. They helped me figure out who I am, where I am, and why I'm there. They helped me focus into the right action, the direction I needed to take. And they helped me build healthy relationships, an atmosphere, a culture of balanced values. Look, leaders who lead for impact, they're able to make meaning out of their circumstances, even the worst ones. And they're able to determine the next direction, even in the midst of the chaos and the confusion. And they are able to continually renew their relationships, even when people are very frustrating. And they can develop others who do the same. Why? Because they went through this process of getting an identity shift. Now, all I've done is kind of lightly introduce identity shift to you in this process. But I want to explore it just a little bit deeper and give you a, hopefully, a picture that's going to help you close this gap even more. You've heard that saying, there's a good wolf and a bad wolf. You got to feed the good wolf. You got to starve the bad wolf. There are parts of your ambition that you probably want to distance yourself from. You may be embarrassed about it. If you really let the ambition rage, what you really want, full tilt, all full desire. I want this. A part of it might be a little bit embarrassing. It might be something that you would judge. And what I'm saying to you in this moment is, it's not that you need to starve the bad wolf. It's just you need to start feeding the bad wolf some good food. You need to dive into those doubts and start learning. The doubts that you feel aren't something to be starved. They're something to be developed. And when you become that kind of person, you become the kind of leader who changes lives. You become the kind of leader who becomes that person that people look back on and go, 
they were my favorite boss ever. Not from a place of insecurity, but just for how you show up. How are you going to become that? Most executives are really just sophisticated doers. And if you're not an executive, I'm defining this because I don't want you to put the person that you see at work on a pedestal just because they're an executive. And if you're an executive, I really want you to zero in on this. Most executives are still just sophisticated doers more than actually developers of people. I mean, who really is asking for a program or a system to develop leaders who develop leaders, even though that's what every team and organization and company needs. How many people in companies are actually asking for an identity shift? No, they're just saying that person needs to get with the program. Forget all the examples that you think you should be like. I want you to discover the example that you want to be like. No blurry vision here. It's got to get crystal clear. Roger Bannister, he ran the four-minute mile. Go look this up. Nobody thought it could be done. He ran the four-minute mile. What happened after he ran a mile in four minutes? Tons of people ran a four-minute mile. Like boom, 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 boom. Why? They saw it could be done. I want you to get an example of a leader of leaders, a leader who became the person they were meant to be, who developed other leaders. Maybe for you, it's something your grandmother did. It's somebody you worked for. Maybe it's not one single person. Maybe it's an amalgamation. I want you to find your four-minute mile. They're going to be the kind of leader who leads for impact. They're not just trying to become mindfully aware. <laughs> it's translating into this mindset upgrade. They are present, engaged, and future-focused. They have somewhere they're going. And they are in the moment. They're not just about empathy. They're about action. They have the courage to disappoint and not just conform. And they also see others suffering, and they have a motive to go in and end that suffering, not for what they can get out of it, what they can give to it. What for you would be a person who would represent a four-minute mile? Somebody you could have out in front of you, inspiring you. Maybe there's not something. Maybe you need to imagine it out of nothingness. But that's what I want you to do with this lesson today. Take a moment. Close your eyes. Picture that amalgamation, those qualities. Picture that one person if it's there. What does it look like for you to become the leader you are meant to be? If you could let the ambition rage of who your character could fully become, of how qualified and skilled you could become, how you could be that kind of leader who is so caring. We're going to move away from the dread and the anger and the bitterness. By keeping this picture in our mind, we become the kind of leader who changes lives. And there's a gap between what you're picturing and where you are. And an identity shift will get you there quicker. We'll talk about that next. More at SightShift.com. S-I-G-H-T Shift.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode. There's always more for you at SightShift. S-I-G-H-T Shift.com to be the leader you were meant to be.